you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 274 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And I had planned on talking about so many different things today. But uh, as I went to go prepare for this podcast, Luis Barrera is coming up. We don't know who he's getting uh, sent or who's getting sent down in his stead. So uh, we, we got that to talk about. It could also be an IL stint. Uh, there's also talk about Las Vegas happening right now as I'm recording. So uh, I'm going to report on that. And then also, uh, we're going to talk about Christian Javier and what pitches we can expect to see from him uh, attacking A's hitters in tonight's game against the Houston Astros. So uh, that's what we got going on for you guys today. And also uh, how Luis Barrera, uh, and his, if he succeeds and does well and becomes a part of this team, how that could impact the A's at the trade deadline. That's also going to be a big part of the episode. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low price all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them that locked on sent you also make sure to if if you like the podcast you you keep listening but you haven't subscribed please do that uh this is a a fun time for everybody i think and also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and in the locker room app and if you have any questions for us please send those to locked on athletics at gmail.com so i'm going to touch on the las vegas news just real quick because it's still fresh uh it just got reported as i went to record and uh, it's from the Las Vegas review and they basically just said that the A's are going to visit Las Vegas and meet with the city officials and be like hey so what do you guys got Uh, probably work out the financials they said that one of the discussion points is going to be hey do we need to build a retractable roof to protect from the heat and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes that sounds like a great idea given how hot it is in literal Las Vegas. They're also going to maybe, uh, you know, go to Henderson or, you know, where the, uh, the aviators play and some other places in, you know, Southern, uh, Nevada and see what, see what the deal is about moving to Nevada. So that sucks. Um, I, again, I, I've, it, I've ingested as much as I can stomach really with, uh, the, the ballpark news because it makes me sick. I don't, I don't want the A's to move. I don't want to think that they can move. And most of the sources that I have gone to have said, yeah, it looks like it's posturing. Why would they leave Oakland? Oakland is great. It is a baseball town and, uh, it feels like they're just trying to get the ball rolling and get, get the deal that they want and trying to pressure the city. And that's what I said, you know, in the initial emergency podcast, it feels like they want to get that vote, get a yes or a no and move on from there. Um, and it, one, a couple of sources have been like, no, no, th- this is, it seems like writing on the wall. The A's haven't been trying that hard and all that stuff. But a couple of other, uh, uh, most everybody else is like, they're going to stay there. And one thing that did give me a little bit of heart, it was on the, the ringer MLB show. And again, they're not necessarily as plugged in as, uh, the rest of the sources, uh, you know, like the athletic or major league baseball or any, or, you know, MLB.com. But, uh, they did say that if the A's do move to Vegas, then they kind of just get rid of baseball's boogeyman. 
again because everybody says that they're going to relocate to Vegas and then they don't because uh, this is the, the option that Major League Baseball has to just hang over teams like, well, if you don't you know cater to the team, then we'll just take them to Vegas. And once there's a team in Vegas, then who's the new boogeyman? Because nobody else has gambling like Vegas. It doesn't seem like a good option. And also, where else is Major League Baseball going to expand outside of, you know, Vegas? There's, you know, obviously Montreal, but there's already been a failed team there. Uh, Monterey, Mexico, maybe, I guess. Uh, Portland is probably in there. So uh, if you get, you know, Vegas, if the A's move to Vegas and then Portland gets a team, then is Nashville going to support a team? You, you don't have two more cities, I don't think, after Vegas. So uh, that is something that they said on the Ringer MLB show, and I was uh, very excited about that because I will take news from any source, whether or not they know what they're talking about. That made me feel better for the entire weekend, and uh, I just wanted to pass that along with you. So I think that there's enough reasons where they should hopefully be able to come to the table, but maybe uh, the A's front office group and, you know, John Fisher is just uh, fed up with the city of Oakland at this point. And the city of Oakland has shown through the, the Warriors negotiations and the Raiders negotiations, both teams have left that uh, they don't really want to play ball. They just want to, you know, get do what's best for the constituents. And that's, you know, good. They, they should do. That's their job. But also, can they handle their political future and their careers? Can, can that handle losing a third professional team and leaving Oakland professional teamless? I, I don't think that they can. So it kind of feels like a lose-lose situation for uh, the Oakland City Council, no matter what they do. Either they lose the team and everybody's mad at them, or they keep the team and everybody's mad at them because now tax rates are higher and all that stuff. So uh, there's a there's a lot there. And again, not your best source here at the Locked on A's podcast. This is my weak spot in A's coverage, but uh, I just wanted to get that out for you guys. But uh, let's talk about some good news, and that is Luis Barrera is coming up to Oakland, my friend. Uh, this was reported at like 10.30 on Monday night. So who is Luis Barrera? Let's get uh, into some of the numbers here real quick. Uh, he was pulled after two at-bats in Reno in AAA. Uh, so he is he is on the move. He is coming to Oakland for Tuesday's game against the Astros. He's the A's number seven prospect. He's a 25-year-old lefty bat that can play all three outfield positions. He's got a cannon of an arm. Very excited about it. Uh, Outfield defense. I love outfield defense. Give me Ramon throws and Luis Barrera throws and uh, Buddy Reed throws and all that stuff. Uh, and if you're wondering about Buddy Reed and why he wasn't called up, he's not on the 40-man roster. I've been saying that forever. Uh, he's not on the 40-man roster. Luis Barrera is ahead of him on the depth chart. There could be an argument to be made for why wasn't Greg Dykeman brought up instead because his numbers are actually slightly better than Barrera's so far this season. He's also a little bit older. Uh, all these different things. He's kind of a little bit better than Barrera, but maybe Barrera Barrera is kind of what they want, so uh, they're going with him. And according to MLB Pipeline, his grades, he has a 50 hit tool on the 20 to 80 scale, so a little bit above average. He has a 35 on the power, so a little bit below average. Uh, not going to hit you a lot of dingers. I think he has two so far this season, so that's good. Uh, he has a 70 run tool, which is fantastic. You love speed. Uh, his arm is a 55, and his fielding is also a 55. That gives him an overall score of 45. I think that they, I don't think that there's math there where all these things make sense because only one of his tools was below 45 and that was his power but apparently uh, that saps all of his value so uh, but give me a guy with an arm that can run and field and I'm pretty happy about that and also with a 50 hit tool I'm, I'm okay with that so uh, in 43 at bats this season he has hit 349 with a 429 on base he has struck out 10 times and has six walks so he's been okay he's been all right and uh, his stats in the AAA West 
overall, he has a top 20 WRC plus coming in at number 20, but he's still at number 20. Um, and Greg Dykeman, I think, is at number 15, just a little bit above where Luis Barrera was. But uh, I, again, I'm excited about Luis Barrera. Let's see the youth that we've been hearing about forever. Uh, he has a 162 WRC plus, so he has been 62% above league average in the AAA West. He's a little bit below that. I think he's like at 35 or something like that in all of the AAA leagues combined. But, you know, still not bad when you're considering all of the minor leaguers in AAA. So not bad. And one big thing that he has improved on that, which uh, MLB Pipeline did point out uh, that in their little blurb about him before the season started, but they're like, hey, he needs to work on his, you know, his approach at the plate, not swing so much. And he's striking out slightly more than he did in 2019, but he's walking way more. So that is a nice development for Luis Pereira. And maybe the A's are just trying to, hey, let's get a lefty bat in there. Well, why not? Uh, in 2019, he had a walk rate of 5%. In 2021, his walk rate is 12.8. So uh, yeah, 7.8% increase in walks. Obviously, it's only been a couple of weeks, so you don't want to make too much out of it. But it does. I mean, he's also been at the alt site. He's been at spring training. The A's know what he's been doing, what kind of work he's been putting in. So it's not for nothing, that little 7.8% increase right there. And uh, his K rate is at, was at 20% in 2019. It's at 213 right now. So, you know, not a huge difference. It's not uh, insurmountable. He can take that down in a couple of games, I think. So not a big deal, I don't think. I'm excited to see him. I want to see how the A's are going to incorporate him into the lineup. And I think that one of the big factors for that will be, uh, what's the other move here? Who are, who are the A's taking off of the 26-man roster? And I'm going to get into some of the speculation on that here in the second segment. But before I do, I have one quick quote from MLB Pipeline about Luis Barrera that I thought was, uh, you know, telling about the kind of a player he is. So here I go. Quote, a slasher from line to line, Barrera is a pure hitter. Although there isn't a ton of power there, he brings a level left-handed stroke and the ability to hit line drives to all fields. You gotta love that. Uh, that was not in the review, so I should have ended quote. But anyways, starting quote again. Uh, his plus speed comes with good instincts on the bases and his solid defense allows him to play all three outfield spots. So where are they going to fit this guy? I'm talking about that in the next segment. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Stonks, memes, rocket chips, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stonks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower your taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash Locked on MLB. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. 
Today's episode is also brought to you guys by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So real quick, let's talk about Luis Barrera and uh, where he might be fitting in with the A's and how this helps potentially the A's at the trade deadline. So I'm getting into all of that here in just a minute. But first, I wanted to go with just the other side of this move because the A's are adding Luis Barrera. And like in math, they got to subtract something from the current 26-man roster as we know it. And the most likely move here is that Mitch Moreland is going to the IL. He's been dealing with a side issue. Uh, there was reports that he hadn't been tested yet. Maybe they got some test results back on uh, late Sunday night or uh, Monday or what. At some point, they made this move possible, and that would be the the move that I would see. And I'm, the, the three moves that I'm listing here are all lefty bats. Uh, Mitch Moreland makes the most sense because we know that he's been hurt. And, uh, you know, it, it just makes the most sense because then you can, pl- uh, you know, move Seth Brown over, have him DH. You can move a bunch of guys over and just have them DH. Or you can even have, a, you know, Matt Olson DH and have Seth Brown at first if you want to. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that, but that is something that they could do theoretically. Uh, another option is that Seth Brown is hurt, but uh, I, I don't think that that's it. Uh, Uh, That's just a thing because Seth Brown and Luis Barrera were kind of in the same battle for that fourth outfielder spot. So that's the only reason that I mentioned Seth Brown. I don't think that he's going anywhere because he's been hitting the ball fairly well. So and he's been, you know, he's been a nice cult hero for A's fans that know what's up. So uh, I think that Seth Brown's just fine. But Maybe, I don't know, maybe something happened on the way home, you know, for Minnesota, crazy wild Minnesota, maybe everybody just went nuts. Uh, The other option could be, and I don't think that this is what's happening. Again, I think that it's Mitch Moreland, but I'm just trying to go through all the avenues and give you guys, you know, a a scatter shot of what could happen. And maybe they're DFAing Tony Kemp. I don't think so, but maybe with the return of Chad Pender, they're like, well, he's not really going to be playing second base anymore. And uh, we already got enough guy outfielders here to play left field. Uh, so I, I don't think that that's it because Tony Kemp has logged uh, 13 games at second base, 10 games in left field. He's been pretty decent. He's a nice plug and play guy. You just throw him in there and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and I like that. He's also making like a million dollars. So uh, it, it's not like it's a huge amount, but for the A's to just DFA him in the middle of May doesn't make a lot of sense to just why would they? He's actually doing better this year than he did last year. So his numbers are better and got him a, a new contract. And now they're like, no, nah, we're good. A month and a half into the season doesn't necessarily make sense. Again, I think that it's Mitch Moreland. I'm just trying to cover all of the bases. And I also don't think that it's a pitcher because they would have brought up another pitcher. So uh, those are, and it's not one of the catchers because uh, they would have brought up another catcher. So there's only a few options that it really could be. And those are the three options that I've come up with. So there you go. But how does this how does he fit into this roster right now and I think that he's 
kind of just going to be there for a minute. Maybe he's going to get some pinch hit appearances in this Astros series. Um, I, I don't know where they would slot him other than put him in the outfield and have somebody else DH, like have Mark Canna DH or something like that. Uh, that That's the only other option that I could see because his defense is actually fairly good. Uh, or you could have, you know, uh, Stephen Biscotti DH. That's another option. But uh, outside of that, there's not really a role for him. And you already got Seth Brown that you're trying to get in there. Maybe they're just trying to get that extra lefty bat in the lineup more consistently. And this is a way to do it uh, and just get Stephen Biscotti out of there against lefties. Maybe they're uh, sorry against the righties. Uh, maybe that's what they're doing. But uh, we're going to have to see how Bob Melvin uses him, but my guess is uh, some other guys are going to be getting a few more days off and we're going to get more lefty bats going against righties because they're playing the splits right now. And uh, Luis Pereira can hit uh, this season. He's hit fairly well against both lefties and righties, so he can play against either lefties or righties and uh, have some success. His two home runs have come against righties, so that's something. Uh, His on-base is slightly higher against lefties, against small sample sizes, because it's only been a couple of weeks in the minors, but uh, just things to consider for how he could be used. And I think that it's going to be, you know, getting other guys a day off and letting him roam the outfield and throw guys out on the bases. I think that that... We'll see. Maybe the A's are, you know, hoping that, I don't know, Yuli Gurriel is going for thir- like trying to go first to third. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, well, what about this guy, Luis Barrera? And then he nails him and uh, the A's get out of an inning. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the actual plan that's going on right now. But I doubt it. And because it's this time of year where the trade deadline is only like a month and a half away or two months away, I guess uh, I get very excited about what moves the A's could make. And I've been saying it for a while now. I think that if the A's are playing like they are right now, they're pushing chips in. They are going all in like they did in 2014, hopefully with better results. I think that that's the plan right now. And actually with the A's potentially moving and, you know, that looming over, I think that trading four guys for this season actually makes a lot of sense because you're putting a better Uh, you know, a better product on the field for 2021 and you're going for it. You're maximizing your revenue for this year, as opposed to guys or you know, fans being just pissed at this team. And if they win, that helps them until they move out in, you know, 2024, if they're renewing the lease for another year or two, it should help them a little bit. Uh, And then they're probably going to be tearing down and, you know, trading away Chapman and also all that stuff if they do end up moving. So it gets them in that little bit of goodwill that maybe, turns into some money down the line. Uh, And then they can just rebuild when they trade everybody away before they move to Vegas or wherever they end up moving. So uh, that's, that's why I think that they could be active and like at the top of the market too. So let's just, here's just a thought that I had. And that is, uh, you know, you got Trevor story. He's a shortstop. He's been crushing the ball pretty well. And I know that people are always concerned about taking Colorado hitters out of Colorado, but uh, Nolan Arnado, Nolan he's doing just fine right now. And Trevor Story uh, is crushing the ball. And I don't think that that uh, necessarily goes away if you play in a different environment. Uh, he just crushes wherever he goes. Uh, so Trevor Story, the big thing with him is he's owed $18 million this season. That is a lot of money. And I don't think that the A's would pay him $18 million. But because the trade deadline is at the end of July, prorated, I think that that would be roughly $6.16 million for that two months of service time. And uh, the A's could potentially actually afford that if they wanted to. And the prospect cost would not be that high because of the $6.6 million attached to them. And if you look at the Manny Machado deal, they got some guys that are in the majors, but it's like Zach Pop and uh, Dean Kremer and 
uh, somebody else that I can't remember and like maybe one prospect, but none of them, none of them were in the, the Dodgers top 30 prospects. And, uh, that's, they got five guys, but none of them were fantastic returns for Manny Machado. So, so Trevor story, very similar player. And let's also remember that we're dealing with the Colorado Rockies front office who cannot do anything right. Uh, again, they, they got different guys in there, so maybe they're not making any trades and they're just going to, uh, give them the qualifying offer and see what happens, but I doubt it. Uh, so if the, they were to trade Trevor story, he'd probably come with a $6.16 million prorated salary for the rest of 2021. And maybe just maybe if the A's wanted to move some salary of their own to get a better prospect return heading over to the Rockies, uh, you could move Stephen Biscotti. And that's why Luis Barrera makes a little bit of sense. Maybe you're giving him a test, see what he can do. And then you can move Stephen Biscotti potentially. Uh, he is owed 2.53 if they were you know moved right at the trade deadline, probably two and a half million dollars uh, for the rest of this season. And then I believe that he has another $7.3 million next year. So uh, the A's would actually come out ahead financially on this one, which would up the prospect costs if the Rockies were eating all of that money. So that's something to consider. The A's have some decent prospects that kind of all play the same position. You got Nick Allen and Logan Davidson, and you got Jeremy Ironman. They're all three shortstops. And I mean, maybe they could be, you know, third, second, and short, but I doubt that the A's are going to go that that route. Uh, they also got Jonah Bride, who I swear I will talk about once the A's stop making news. But uh, these are just all guys that can kind of play on the, on the infield. And uh, you, you got to make room for them somewhere. So maybe you could see something like Logan Davidson and Austin Beck and Kyle McCann, uh, the catcher from Midland, who was a you know top prospect or uh, one of the top uh, draftees for the A's just a couple of years ago. Um, the, the reason that I say Kyle McCann is he's got a nice hit tool. He's really good at you know crushing bombs and doing great. But uh, he's also a catcher and he also plays first base. But he said in interviews that he does like catching. He likes being able to control the game. And so if he wants to stick at catcher and the A's feel like he can be a good catcher, where does he fit in long term? You got Sean Murphy right now, the heir apparent, you know, the the current guy right now. Then you got Tyler Soderstrom right behind him. Uh, so he's sandwiched where he doesn't really have a place to play or a time frame to play in Oakland. So maybe he does become expendable at the trade deadline, and that's something to consider. I think so. If you put you know uh, Austin Beck, Logan Davidson, and Kyle McCann, I think that that's a pretty decent package. If the Rockies are actually going to be eating some money, you could also. What are you going to do with Elvis Andrews? Uh, if you if you trade Elvis Andrews, then that also opens up shortstop for Nick Allen for next season. And that makes a lot of sense because Trevor Story not resigning with the A's. Spoiler alert. So that could be something that that happens. Uh, Elvis Andrews is being paid $8 million by the A's this season. But by the time the trade deadline comes around, it would be roughly $2.67 million plus the $9 million for 2022. So maybe the A's, you know, throw in a pitcher, Grant Holmes or something like that. But I think that there's a, a deal to be made here where the, the finances work out. The A's trade a little bit of money, maybe open up their roster a little bit for younger guys to come up. So that there's a lot going on with this Luis Barrera call up, I think personally. And I know that the Elvis Andrews thing could happen, you know, no matter what, but uh, there, there's a lot of, it looks like the A's are trying to see what they got both long-term and both and for this season, uh, see what kind of parts they got 
they were, maybe they're giving Luis Pereira a shot right now. If he doesn't have it, then maybe they bring up Greg Dykeman, uh, see what he's got and figure out who that guy is and then trade the other one away. There's some stuff at play here, I think, under the surface, or at least that's how I'm reading it, because I think that everything is uh, revolves around trades. So, uh, yeah, it, I think that it's fascinating. And we'll, we'll find out if I'm right or wrong, but uh, I've been watching this team for a while, and there's always something going on with this team. Even if uh, it doesn't come to fruition, there's something going on with this call-up, because uh, they could have called up pretty much anybody. <laughs> and they called up Luis Barrera, and I am very excited to see him play in Oakland starting on Tuesday. So, so anyways, coming up on uh, the rest of this show, I'm talking about Christian Javier. What pitches does he throw and uh, what should we be expecting from his pitch mix against the A's on Tuesday? So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. The play-in games start today. Not the Warriors. Not, the Warriors do not play today, but they do play on Wednesday, and I'm very excited. Uh, I have not checked the odds. I assume that uh, them against LeBron... We'll see uh, what kind of odds Steph Curry's getting in that one. I'm I'm stoked about these games, <laughs> and I keep talking about them. But before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Put some money down on the Warriors because why the hell not? And you can check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. There is so much playoffs going on, and also just baseball. There is this is a great time for sports right now. So you can head on over to their website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on and that is why everybody's saying the bet online or your online sportsbook experts Today's episode is also brought to you by the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy, and that is Built Bar, my friends. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus occasional limited time flavors? They got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Those are their nine core flavors. Then they throw in ones like birthday cake or coconut brownie chunk or others. They're, they're always adding new flavors, and every box that they send us is absolutely delicious. They're they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They are jam-packed with protein. They're great for the keto diet. I love Built Bars. They feel like a guilty pleasure, but they're just a pleasure. They're, they are honestly a pleasure, and there's something for everybody. If you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine core flavors, and uh, you can find out which one your favorite actually is from there. And also check out the limited time flavors because those are fantastic. So all you got to do to get some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the show. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Uh, but I got a lot to get into in like five minutes. So let's do this. Christian Javier, we've seen him a couple times in Oakland. Uh, he is three and one on the season with a 308 ERA versus the A's in two starts. He has thrown eight and two thirds innings pitched, given up six hits, two runs, two walks, struck out 11. He has been filthy. He has not been fun against the A's, but that was also when the A's had not had a win all season. And since uh, they've gotten quite a few, uh, he had an 087 ERA in April. So it wasn't just the A's that he was shutting down. It was everybody. But in May, he has a 571 ERA. So 
maybe we're catching him at the right time and he's catching us at the wrong time. So I like that. Uh, his counterpart's going to be Sean Manaya, and in two starts against Houston, he was blown up a little bit in that first start, that his first start of the season. He went four and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up six hits, five runs, two home runs, three walks, four strikeouts. His next start against Houston went much, much better. I believe it might have been the A's first win of the year. He went six innings, gave up six hits, so same amount of hits, but he only gave up one run, which was good. Uh, zero home runs, so that was obviously a plus. He only walked one guy, and he struck out four. So basically, the big difference for Sean Manaya was uh, don't give up home runs, don't walk guys. If he can do that, I think that he's going to have some success. So we'll see what happens with Sean Manaya. Um, he, he, if he can shut him down and limit the other things, I think that he's going to be okay because Christian Javier has been a thorn in my side for like the last six times I've seen him against Oakland. He has been a pain. So uh, we're going to need a good outing out of Shamanaya in this one, but let's get into Christian Javier's pitch mix uh, against righties. He's basically just a two pitch pitcher. He goes four seam and slider. His four seamer, he throws 55.7% of the time and his slider is 25.7% of the time. Uh, and that's not specifically against uh, righties and lefties, but uh, the, the, He's thrown like seven sliders, I think, against left-handed batters. So it's not like he throws it a ton. And uh, he also has a curveball and a changeup, which he throws mostly to lefties. Uh, and, and he's mostly a, a fastball pitcher against lefties. But his curveball is 9.6%. His changeup is 8.9%. So not nothing, but you know what? Something um, with you know the, some of those sliders mixed in and all that. And he's thrown like six curveballs to righties. So you can basically sit on one of those two or three pitches, depending on if you're a lefty or a righty in this A's lineup. And before I get into who struggled against what, I just want to tell you guys uh, his pitch mixes from game one and game two of this season uh, in start one and start two that uh, Christian Javier pitched against the A's. In game one, he was 67% fastball, 21% slider with the other pitches, just doing whatever they do. Uh, and then in game two, it was 53% fastball and 26% slider. So uh, way less on the fastball, a little bit higher on the slider, but then he also introduced the curve for 18% of his pitches. Uh, so that is something to consider as well. The A's uh, did not score on him in that second outing. So maybe that's the mix that he's going to be trying to start the game with in this one. Uh, he's If he locates, then he's going to be a tough tough night. So uh, we will see about that. And in preparing for this episode, I was looking at which pitches the A's are seeing the most of, like which specific batters are getting just a lot of off speed or a lot of breaking balls just to see what he might be throwing against certain guys. And uh, Mark Hanna and Matt Chapman both rank in the top 10 most breaking pitches seen in baseball. So uh, that that's not something that you want to see uh, as an A's fan. So Mark Hanna is He's going to see a lot of the slider, it, you got to think, because that's the pitch that he throws against righties. And uh, he's hitting 109 on breaking pitches. And that might be why he's been slumping a little bit more. Uh, so sit on that slider. It, you're going to see lots of them, Mark. Uh, and then Matt Chapman is hitting uh, 218 on fastballs and 170 on breaking pitches. So uh, he's probably going to be seeing a lot of breaking pitches as well. But that fastball, he's also not been great against heaters either. Um, but let's move on to Matt Olson, who is hitting 206 uh, on breaking pitches. Uh, and so the, the curveball would be the breaking pitch that you're looking for for Matt Olson. And maybe he gets a hanging curve. That would be nice. I would appreciate a, a very long, majestic home run from Matt Olson on a hanging curve. And then finally, you got Ramon Laureano hitting 180 against breaking pitches. So you're going to see a lot of curveballs. 
you're maybe not a a huge amount, but um, at least 18% is my guess. And then you're going to see a lot of sliders, Uh, probably more than a quarter of the pitches will be sliders. Uh, And then they'll just get ahead on fastballs and then do whatever the hell he wants to. So uh, the A's are going to get have to get a little bit of luck. Maybe he gets a little bit wild for a couple of batters and you get like one big hit and you're like, ah, that was fun. Uh, But he's a very tough pitcher. We'll see what happens on Tuesday. But uh, I think that However, Shamanaya pitches, if he goes like six innings, gives up two runs, I think I'd take that. And then uh, you, you punish Christian Javier, work his pitch count, because that is where the A's have actually been able to get to him, is getting to him uh, just on pitch count. Whether or not they can score against him, get to that bullpen, see what they can do against some of those guys. And the Astros bullpen has been fine. It hasn't been great, but it's been worse than Christian Javier this season. So uh, I think that that might be where they need to do their damage in this particular game. Uh, but they're going to have to figure out Christian Javier at some point because he has been owning them since the playoffs. And uh, that has to change, I I think. But uh, anyways, that is it for me today, you guys. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year awards. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you like hearing podcasts. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Thank you.